The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is October 3rd, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. As always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. All right. Thank you, Bill. And our condolences and prayers go out to all the victims and families of more than 58 people that were killed and, of course, over 500-plus that were injured when a gunman opened fire on a concert goes in the, what is it, the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas on Sunday night. Uh, wasn't that something, Bill? We don't need to wake up uh, there in the mornings. It's uh, just unbelievable, but... Uh our eyes and our ears are really reflecting the truth of what has happened. Uh, we just uh, send our best and we keep those uh, family members in our thoughts and prayers. That's right. That's right. Well, last week we did have Colonel Yvette Kelly, President and CEO for the New Directions for Veterans with us. Their mission is to empower men and women who served in the military and their families to lead productive and fulfilling lives. To learn more, you can listen to the last week's archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And by the way, Bill, did you know the Vice President's wife stopped into that organization um, last week uh, just to tell them that they were doing a great job? Well, that's very great. It is. It is. Now, as always, Bill always has some good news for us. And, Bill, it looks like Washington came up with some detailed government report again that was released earlier this month showing that the higher percentage on suicide risks. Is Congress and the VA going to do something about these higher suicide risks? Well, Gary, we, we, we certainly hope so. Uh, uh, and, and just to follow up on that, uh, you know, we're in the beginnings of uh, the month of October, the third day. Uh, we've been through September, which has uh, been uh, recognized in the past couple of years as Suicide Prevention of Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, uh, suicide prevention awareness has to be every day. Um, this, uh, the, the, the suicides uh, amongst our men and women who've served this country it's uh, it's it's not getting better. So no. uh, this has caused some concern, uh, primarily coming out of, of a recent uh, 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 congressional hearing. This was the Senate Veterans Affairs Com- uh, Committee, which indicated that a boost in medical providers and resources, greater awareness of mental illness within the military and improving the treatment of existing service members could help combat a disturbing trend of increased suicides among veterans. 
Uh, Gary, you know, we've put the figures out, I mean, in terms of where these uh, suicides are most common, uh, mm-hmm. primarily in the rural and remote communities, um, that, that, that the higher rate for women veterans uh, over and above their counterparts in the uh, in the in the uh, general uh, community, uh, it continues to go uh, up and up. We're also aware that uh, uh, the age range for these uh, individuals who commit suicide, primarily with the uh, male veterans, is uh, between 50 and 65. So there's a lot that we've got to work on there to try to get this. Uh, down uh, to a, a manageable uh, situation. So uh, as we've had some discussions, uh, maybe we need to uh, uh, have this recognized at some point in the coming years, a suicide prevention awareness year. It is out of control, Gary. Yes, it is, definitely. We don't need it, and VA is going to have to do something about it. Neville, you also have some news about uh, redesigning uh, the benefits programs for vets. Now, what's going on there? Well, Gary, a good uh, uh, way to segue to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. You know, uh, uh, receiving our health care and benefits for service-connected disabilities continues to be a concern. Uh, we've talked about the choice program and the issues there, primarily with uh, with uh, money being available to get uh, attention beyond the uh, uh, VA facilities from the hospitals and the and, and the clinics, and uh, the long waits for service connected disability determination. So now we're hearing something else of a redesign of benefits for service members leaving the military. And this is being uh, identified as the pre-discharge claims procedure, uh, which will enable members to receive disability benefit decisions the day after their discharge. Shall I say that again? The day (laughs) after their discharge. Uh, In this program, Gary is in effect right now because it says after October 1. Mm-hmm. The V is de- dedicated to ensuring that veterans get benefits that they have earned and deserve as quickly and accurately as possible. So uh, there uh, is going to be a procedure where those uh, individuals who will be uh, uh, scheduled for discharge between 60 and 180 days prior to discharge, this redesign program will now uh, allow them to uh, file for service-connected claims. Gary, uh, we've had so much uh, up-and-down experience here. We certainly hope that this is going to be uh, that program that's going to get us through. But, you know, we've, we've heard about a lot of other things in the past. Uh, one comes to mind is a fully developed claim that was supposed to get us on a faster track. So uh, as we get more, we'll present more, but we're hoping for the best. 
All right. Didn't you uh, mention a couple of weeks ago uh, about uh, getting benefits in a 30-day period? A- absolutely. That's that that that's a new program that's out also. So <laughs> I, you know, it seems like uh, uh, all of these uh, uh, procedures or process uh, may be cutting across lines, and we just hope that there isn't any, any collisions or accidents there, and that uh, you know we're right back to where we are with the long waits and long delays. Yeah. Well, let me walk over to the chair and get my pacifier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be a bad idea. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, Bill, why don't you go ahead? You have the honor of introducing our guest this morning. Well, Gary, it is indeed an honor to have with us today Monica Orlock. Monica is a founding member of Operation Troop Appreciation. She serves as the chief executive officer uh, uh, for the organization, and uh, she's recently moved into that position upon the retirement of the founder, Kristen Holloway. And until that time, Monica served as the president and chief operating officer after serving for six years as the organization's vice president and works to promote Operation Troop Appreciation, uh, secure corporate sponsorships and grant funding, organize and coordinate fundraising events, and as a media spokesperson. Monica also serves on the Housing Policy Council Subcommittee for Service Members Civil Relief Act and is a USA CARES Certified Military Housing Assistance Specialist. Monica holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Management, having graduated with honors and was selected as a 2010 University of Phoenix Volunteer Lead Award Honoree, an award given by Hands-On Network and the University of Phoenix to the top uh, 10 outstanding volunteer leaders in the nation. Monica, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Monica. Well, thank you so much. And first, Lieutenant Colonel, thank you for your service. All right. Well, thank you very much. And for your service and continued service in your area. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with the Operation Troop Appreciation. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Monica, CEO and, uh, and Executive Director for Operation Troop Appreciation. Monica, how did Operation Troop Appreciation first get started, and what were their first issues they wanted to take care of uh, for our military? Well, we started back in 2004, and it really came about with an email. Um, our founder, Kristen, received an Um, or sent an email to a very good friend of hers who was with the Pennsylvania National Guard and had been deployed to Iraq. And all she did was ask him a simple question, what do you need? And his reply was, we really could use some moisture-wicking clothing. Um, It's very hot. You know, it gets up to 130 degrees in the heat. We're wearing our full uh, Kevlar body armor, our backpacks with up to 70 pounds of additional weight, um, and we're just really struggling to keep our, our body temperatures down and stay hydrated. And if we could get an Under Armour brand T-shirt, that, those are really the best, and uh, that would help us. So she replied and said, well, how many are in your platoon? Could you all use these shirts? And, of course, he replied, yes, we all need them. There are 12 of us. Well, at that point in time, she had no idea um, how much an Under Armour military-approved hot gear shirt cost, um, and when she investigated, found that it was upwards of $50 per shirt. And she didn't have enough funds at hand to purchase them, so she reached out to some family and friends and said, look, I'm not going to go back to these guys and tell them I can't help them. Um, Could you help me out? Well, she ended up raising enough money to not only provide that platoon, but with the entire company, which was over, I believe, 114 members with uh, hot gear shirts, 
um, moisture wicking socks, and a lot of love. And uh, Pittsburgh-based goodies and uh, sports memorabilia and anything that she thought would help boost their morale. Um, And that was the 107th uh, Field Artillery Division out of Pittsburgh. And she realized that there was a need, and she'd found a way to fill it. And she started the process to become a 501c3. And on July 1st of 2004, uh, we received our 501c3 status and have been rolling along ever since. That's fantastic. All right. Now, you also, uh, another thing to brag about is, is 100%, 100% volunteer staff. Uh, that's correct. You know, one, one of the things that um, Kristen really wanted was to build a different kind of nonprofit model, and it was one that, that truly represented service to others um, and was uh, true to the, the most altruistic definition of, of the word service. Um, so she realized that we had an all-volunteer military, right? Um, so if we're going to serve those who volunteer to serve to fight for our freedom, let's do it through a volunteer effort. Um, and there was no shortage of people at the time who said, I'm with you. And um, that's actually how I met uh, Kristen and got involved with the organization. It's uh, kind of a the start of a 13-year serendipity circumstance um, uh, journey for us. But I had been, I was in the same position as Kristen. I had a very good friend who was deployed to Iraq with the National Guard and was looking for ways that I could do more because I'd re- recognized that there was significant need. And I was having trouble finding those opportunities. There just weren't volunteer opportunities uh, in the troop support arena um, at that time. And I read an article in the newspaper, it was the 4th of July on, uh, in 2004, about this woman who was starting this nonprofit and was looking for volunteers. <laughs> and I cut out the article and said, I'm going to call her the next day, and then I headed down to Soldiers and Sailors Hall for a 4th of July celebration. And in a crowd of 1,500 people, Kristen was standing next to me. All right. And I introduced myself, and um, we have had a group of selfless volunteers um, who run our uh, organization and take care of all the administrative work as well as carrying out our veteran and active duty uh, support programs. Um, and it's been a wonderful, challenging journey, um, but uh, very gratifying, to say the least. All right. Bill? Well, Monica, uh, I'm on your very uh, uh, complete, uh, I would call it, website, and uh, you, you, you guys are to be commended for such a comprehensive website. Uh, you know, uh, it, it appears to me that uh, you get uh, tremendous support from the community uh, at large in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, explain to our listening audience how important it is to get uh, to have that kind of support in the community that you're serving. Well, you know, we not only do we get tremendous support from Pittsburgh, but we actually do have tremendous support from all over the country. Um, and it, it is important because, you know, a, again, we are 100% volunteer. 
So what that means is that the majority of our funding goes directly to fund our programs. We have to pay rent. We have to pay for our utilities. But our overhead is reduced to those bare necessities because we don't pay anybody. Um, and thank you on the website compliment because the, um, uh, the company, Wahila Designs, that did that site for us, did it pro bono. You know, so that's really where the importance of us being able to maintain our volunteer model comes from. We have pro bono services that help us do the administration, but we also are in a community, and I think because we're in Pittsburgh, we have the largest veteran community in the country, in the state of Pennsylvania. So there's, everybody knows or has a family member or a friend or a coworker who has deployed or served at some point in their lives. So it's very natural for the greater Pittsburgh community to be engaged with our organization as a result. But I think that really does extend nationwide now because we've had so many men and women deploying repeatedly over the past 16 years um, that uh, we really have become a supportive nation. And we're very grateful um, that, you know, as people across the nation hear about our organization, they know that if they donate to our cause, that money is going specifically to the programs and to the military members and veterans they intended to go to. Um, and it, it's why we're here. Uh, we rely primarily on personal donations from the general public um, as well as, you know, businesses and corporations, um, sports teams that want to sponsor us. Um, but we really do not, we don't participate in any federal funding because our specific mission is really geared to filling gaps that our military and or veterans are not currently getting today. Well, you know, that's rather interesting, uh, Monica, because uh, what I'm hearing is that uh, there is uh, a, a network concept that's uh, involved in this across the country that that is so important to be able to have that 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 kind of uh access or, or setup because you know there are concerns for men and women who serve this country all across the country and maybe what you offer in the pittsburgh area may not necessarily be the same thing that's uh, say in the western part of the country in um, say idaho or or uh, oregon but if you are networking in any way with other organizations where the word may not have gotten out that is a way of being able to pass that on because you know we every show that we do we always get a chance <laughs> To, to make this comment that the greatest void in our veterans community is the lack of information. And information is so important because if you don't know how to navigate the system, whatever it is, you're in a lost cause kind of uh, uh, posture. Yeah, that Not is true. true. That is true. And, and you know, one thing that um, is very true of the troop support network uh, in this country is that primarily we really don't compete with each other. We all work toward the same cause. So any way that we can combine efforts to provide support, be it to troops that are deployed overseas or veterans here at home, 
um, and do that in a way that is comprehensive, um, it, it, it just makes sense, you know. And um, that's why we were very, you know, we did a lot of research um, in how we build our model and how we build out both our active duty wish list program and our welcome home veteran support programs because we didn't want to replicate what other organizations were already doing. We wanted to find a gap, fill that gap in the most efficient way possible, and ensure that be it a deployed troop member or a veteran, we're contributing to getting them 100% of everything they need and doing it in a way that, um, you know, they don't have five organizations who do things one way, and then they're not getting access to services they need in another area. And, and it works. You That's know, true. You know, Monica, it's, it's, it's very important that people understand a phrase that you just mentioned about gaps in service. You know, too often, uh, even when we're speaking to people uh, uh, who are in the government, and we're concerned about our veterans, and they will say, well, you know, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs at the federal level has the responsibility for helping our veterans when they're in need, and that is true. That's the federal responsibility, but as you come down the line from the, uh, from the feds to the state down to the, uh, uh, to the local area, there are so many gaps in those services that we need in the military community, and those many of those uh, filling those gaps are at the lower level because it's right in the community where the veteran lives and needs those services, and especially those uh, members of the uh, veteran community who come from the rural and remote areas where there are real challenges in getting help. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct, and, and that was why we took the approach that we did when we launched Welcome Home. So, you know, we've been doing active duty support since we started in uh, 2004, but in 2013, with the drawdown in Afghanistan, we wanted to make sure that we um, started to address the needs of the veteran community because we had so many men and women returning home and a greater need on the veteran front. So we spent a considerable amount of time, almost an entire year, working with the Veterans Administration and with other veteran support agencies um, in western Pennsylvania, and, and we asked them one simple question. Of all the benefits that our veterans receive today, what are the top three things they're not getting? And we repeatedly heard, we have veterans who are transitioning out of the military or they're transitioning out of hospitalization or inpatient care for PTSD um, or substance abuse or other, you know, service-connected issues. We are able to get them, and we have federal funding for housing and for job training, and we can get them that far. But when they get into that home, they have very little in way of personal possessions. They don't have a bed to sleep in. They don't have a potter pan to cook with. They don't have a dish to eat off of, and they have very little in all of the things that we just take for granted that we use every day. And that is really what became the basis for our Welcome Home program. So a veteran gets referred to us from the VA or another veteran agency through a network called PA Serves. And those requests come into us, and that enables us to provide a qualified veteran with a brand-new bed, And if they're reuniting with their family or the entire family may have been homeless and now they're moving into an apartment, the entire family will get 
uh, all family members get beds. And then we have a welcome home kit. And the welcome home kit gives them all that stuff you need when you first move into a place. Pots and pans, dishes, silverware, glassware, cleaning supplies, laundry supplies, towels, and linens. And that enables them to really focus on maintaining a path to health and to wellness. We know they're getting a good night's sleep. We know they can cook them um, healthy meals. Um, and we know that that stress, when they're getting that first paycheck of how am I going to continue to pay my rent, how am I going to take care of other debts that I may have when I have to go out and buy all this stuff as well, it's relieved. They don't have that burden anymore. And then the third thing that we do is um, we provide transportation so that as these veterans um, who may not have a car, who may not have a support network of friends um, or other um, access to public transportation, get to their doctor's appointments, counseling sessions, and therapy sessions. Because too often we hear that, you know, they came out of these programs and they got into their apartments and they may have started a job, but because it was very inconvenient or almost impossible for them, they missed a doctor's appointment, they missed a a counseling session, missed a therapy session, and now that starts the backslide. And we want to prevent that backslide from happening because if we can do that and if we can ensure that these veterans stay on a a path to wellness, then that will have an effect, as you alluded to earlier, um, in the uh, suicide rate. And that you know, slide into a helpless situation. We don't want that to happen. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about Operation Troop Appreciation. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Monica, CEO and Executive Director for Operation Troop Appreciation. But before we get to Bill's question, Monica, I had a question as far as what you were talking about, the housing, for instance. A couple of weeks ago, we had a young lady on uh, that, you know, was... She was going to be deployed, but uh, then she had some more bad luck. She she got cancer, and she ended up uh, staying back and trying to find. She had a she had a boy too, a kid, probably about well, maybe five or six years old, and she was having a problem trying to find a place to live. Do you service the the female veterans as well as the male? Oh. Um, yeah, we, we do. We have male and female veterans who come through the programs. And um, really, it's the best thing to do is to, if she was in the military, mm-hmm. um, there should be a support arm within the unit that she's assigned to that can get her into housing assistance. Once mm-hmm. they go through that housing assistance process and they, they're able to, to find a place to live, then that's where we come in. Um, they refer the the military member or the veteran to us, and we come in with the stuff that they may need for that home, um, or connecting them to other uh, other links. We don't provide the housing assistance ourselves. Mm-hmm. We work with the agencies that do. Yes. Well, uh, she went to the VA, and the VA said, "Well, we don't have anything like that." Uh, so she was starting to sweat it because it's just, it's not right. I mean, we have it for the males. Why not for the females? And she did have a, well, maybe and, and it was because right. of and, the and child. Quite honestly, it, it, it shouldn't be a male-female thing. It might be more the location. Um, what we found, and we have an increasing number of veterans that are coming to Western Pennsylvania because our VA network is mm-hmm. very good. Um, and not every state has the same level of service, um, unfortunately. Um, you, you hear stories in different geographic areas of the country, um, but we're very fortunate in that Pittsburgh has great health care, um, a great network of uh, veteran support nonprofits that help facilitate those programs, um, and our, our VA benefits uh, processes work seem to work much smoother here. Um, it's just a, a better model. Mm-hmm. All right. And Bill, I know you had a question. Well, uh, Monica, again, uh, to uh, uh, compliment your very comprehensive website, uh, and I'm noticing here on the projects, there's a section here that's called the Active Duty Military Support. Uh, is, is that where the wish list uh, activities come in? Yeah, that is. Um, so um, this is really what started us off, right? When units Uh of uh, troops get deployed overseas, and right now we're primarily getting requests from uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and South Korea, um, but they can submit a wish list on behalf of their units, and it's really geared towards things that they can't get at their location um, or um, that their families may otherwise have to purchase or that they're purchasing directly. Um, or just anything that will help boost their morale or aid them in their missions. So there's actually a troop request form on our website that a service member can 
uh, enter the information about their unit. We ask for how many men, how many women, where they're located, um, if they're permitted to tell us a little bit about the mission they're performing, um, and what they need. And then we literally uh, go out and get it. Uh, It could be anything from... Uh, supplemental tactical equipment like ballistics glasses, fireproof gloves, um, as well as uh, personal care, hygiene items, uh, healthy food items, uh, things that are portable if they're going out on missions, powdered drinks, uh, drink packets that they can add to a bottle of water to replenish their nutrients. Um, But if they want snacks, and junk food, we'll send that too. Um, it's really uh, geared towards what's going to best help that unit based on where they are and what access they have to a military exchange store, otherwise known as the PX, um, or other basic supplies. And it varies based on where they are and whether or not they're on a major forward op- operating base or they're on a combat outpost in a remote location. Um, but we try to fulfill those needs as well. And we've helped over 160,000 deployed troop members uh, since we started that program in 2004. Well, that's that's just amazing, uh, Monica, with the uh, uh, logistical support that uh, you're able to provide. Let me just switch gears just just briefly here. This year, as you know, and in, in, in the past couple of months or so, with disasters, it's just been out of sight, I mean, uh, Texas, Florida, down in the Caribbean area, and how it's impacting uh, veterans who are in those locations. And, you know, the question uh, came up in my mind as to whether or not, you know, organizations such as uh, uh, the uh, troop, uh, Operation Troop Appreciation should have a, a component where there's uh, to deal with... Uh, uh, contingencies. I mean, these things come about so fast and can have well, such a devastating impact. What are your thoughts yeah, on uh, that? Lieutenant Colonel, I, we actually do. Great. So, um, and, we ha- and we have in our history, um, for example, when Katrina hit, um, we had a National Guard that was deployed who lost all their personal effects and had been wearing the same uniforms for days, Right. Um, We were able to provide them with brand new uniforms as well as clean underclothing and shorts and t-shirts and socks and basic necessities. And we partnered most recently with Brothers Brother uh, to, uh, we, we evaluated our inventory and we were able to take four pallets of donations that we had great supply of um, and uh, give them to Brothers Brother who are doing exactly that. They're distributing those items in uh, Texas and Florida um, so that our our, uh, veterans down in those areas um, get the basic needs that they have. So, um, like I said, we we are a a network um, and we help our military even if they're doing um, if they're doing humanitarian work, um, when the earthquake uh, hit Haiti, we helped the guys that were deployed there. When there are disasters here in America, um, we are truly blessed, and we share those blessings and try to meet the need of our military and veteran community. Um, whether or not it's just standard relief for um, you know veterans in normal times or are deployed troops overseas, or when there's a disaster here at home. 
Well, that that that's great, and and it, and it and it sounds as if that this is a strategical approach that uh, that you've used to this. I mean, you're not waiting until something happens, but you have this in place so that when it happens, immediately you can uh, switch gears and get into operation. Yeah, it, it's kind of a mix, right? Um, you know, strategically, we we try to ensure that we're bringing in enough funding to take care of what we can forecast based on what we know is happening from an active duty deployment perspective and what's happening based on uh, the veterans that we know um, are going to be referred to us. And we average probably about uh, 50 to 60 veteran cases per month. Um, and right now, uh, we're seeing an uptick on active duty, uh, approximately 10 units per month that we're helping. But we try to do that in a way that, you know, we can we, we can forecast for what we know we're going to need, and then we up that by a certain percentage so that we always have on hand a reserve um, of either in-kind donation items or money um, for when these things happen, um, because you just don't know. And um, what we one thing that we have learned in 13 years is that the needs of our military and veteran communities evolve. Um, and if we're going to be able to help them as those needs changed, we have to be able to evolve what we do, how we do it, and how we fund those programs as a result. That is tremendous. Monica, can you quickly give us a, a, a recent or past success story that you've had uh, with a veteran individually or a veteran and with his or her family. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, boy, let me pull one out of hundreds. <laughs> um, but yeah, one that really comes to mind is a a, a veteran. Um, we'll just call him Noah. And uh, Noah had uh, suffered a traumatic brain injury um, when he was deployed overseas, and some other physical challenges, and um, was well on the way to recovery, um, but was really having uh, some problems. Um, he was married, had uh, four small children, and uh, they were struggling, you know, and we were able to help Noah um, through our Welcome Home program um, and also in some education assistance, um, making sure that he got to class. He went he is still in school, uh, but he's about to graduate uh, with a degree in accounting. And this was a, a, a soldier who had very bad uh, memory um, issues as a result of his traumatic brain injury. So the way he learned um, and the way he needed to study is very different than how you or I would do it. Um, and to watch him over a, you know, an extended period of time, overcome his physical challenges um, and get his family to a position where um, they're all healthy, they're all taken care of, they've got food on the table, and he was able to continue with his education um, while he continued his physical recovery uh, was just phenomenal. And um, we're very proud that you know, we had a hand um, in, in being able to provide services that helped him get there. Wow, that's great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Monica, CEO and Executive Director for Operation Troop Appreciation. Monica, like you said, you know, as far as volunteers, uh, you right now you're looking for volunteers that have uh, sort of like a skill set already. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how would they go applying? Yeah, so, um, well, we're always in need of volunteers who can help us you know, put our welcome home kits together or pack for mm-hmm. our troops or just help out at our operational headquarters. Um, but we're, we have a specific need right now for someone with uh, administrative assistance skills. Um, so if they're in the greater Pittsburgh area and uh, can make it to our headquarters in uh, West Mifflin a couple days a week, that would be great. Um, unfortunately, our administrative assistant uh, passed away earlier this year, um, and uh, I miss her dearly. Um, not only because she was just an integral part of our organization, uh, but because you learn really quickly how much you rely on administrative assistance when you don't have one. Uh, so uh, yes. definitely a need there uh, for someone who knows you know, Microsoft Office. Um, and we also need a kind of able-bodied young men who are able to help uh, us with construction-type things. We're in a 13,000-square-foot warehouse space, so we always have shelving that needs to be put up and boxes and inventory that needs to be moved, and um, so those are kind of the greatest needs, but again, our entire organization is run by volunteers, so any type of business skills or anyone who really is looking for a tangible way uh, to help, um, will, we can find an opportunity for them to do so in our organization. All right. How would they go about applying uh, they can uh, go right through our website. There's a contact us link, and uh, send us a message, and we'll have our volunteer coordinator get a hold of them. Now, getting this close to the end of the year, you have a lot of things going on. 
Oh, uh, we so. do. We do. You know, um, with Veterans Day coming up and the holidays, um, mm-hmm. our requests go up. Um, as well as our opportunities for uh, fundraising and bringing uh, you know, donations into the organization. Um, one thing that we're very excited about is that uh, on December 16th, we'll be holding our fourth annual Veteran Christmas Party, and that is just a wonderful way for us to provide veteran families in need with the opportunity to ensure that their children have a great Christmas. Um, so we actually uh, contact veterans directly, and we get their kids' Santa list. And we make sure that Santa makes a visit um, <clears throat> with some specific items the children have requested. And then we also receive donations of toys through the Toys for Tots program, as well as uh, our Dollar General stores in the area and other sponsors who donate toys that the veterans can then shop for. Um, you know, they can select additional toys for their kids. And we wrap them and throw them out in the cars. And while they're doing the shopping, the kids are in another area, and they get to sit down and talk to Santa and get their picture taken. And we provide everyone with lunch, and they do Christmas arts and crafts and carol singing. And it's just a wonderful way for our veterans and our volunteers to interact and for us to make sure that veterans who otherwise may not have had a visit from Santa and presents under the tree, I can ensure that they have that and they don't have to worry about it. We also have an annual uh, Veterans uh, Day 5K race, which I believe we're in our either eighth or ninth year. It's hard to tell, um, but that's really big. That's in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Um, And then we also do an annual uh, jewelry sale on November 9th and 10th. So those uh, are probably the the three big events that are coming up between now and the end of the year, and they're on our uh, website. And uh, well, the Christmas party isn't because that's by invitation only. But the 5K race, if you're a runner, um, or the jewelry sale, if you're looking for some really cool vintage pieces for Christmas presents, um, you have the opportunity to participate in both those events. And you can do that on our website or our Facebook page. All um, right. All the details are there. All right. Well, Monica, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. We do only have a couple minutes left. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, I, I really would like to say that, you know, we couldn't, we, we couldn't do what we do um, without the support of the public. Um, and, you know, it, while we're 100% volunteer and we, we're all working really hard, at the end of the day, it takes a lot of money to be able to fund these programs. So if someone is looking for a really good organization to donate to, knowing that their money is going to be spent where it's intended, um, our Facebook page has a donate uh, link button that you can donate online. You can also donate through our website, um, and that's very easy. You can do that through PayPal or a credit card, um, or send a check to our post office box, all of which, again, is on our uh, website as well. Um, This is where we spend... Um, a considerable amount of money making sure that our troops overseas and our veterans at home are taken care of, uh, especially the veterans. It's cold. We want to make sure we get as many homeless veterans off the street and taken care of. Um, and, uh, you know, we appreciate the support, and we certainly appreciate the service uh, of our military members and the veterans who make it possible for us to live in a country that enables us to do this. All right. Thank you, Monica. And Bill? 
Well, Monica, Operation Troops uh, Appreciation is a fantastic organization and uh, who's doing great things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so important to have a leader such as yourself to be able to accomplish all of these great things that you do. So uh, uh, continue the good work, and uh, we hope to have you uh, with us again soon. Well, I I thank you very much, and believe me, there's a team of about 50 people uh, who make this happen. I'm just one small piece of that wheel, and um, without them, I wouldn't be here talking to you, and I so appreciate you guys giving us the time, and I look forward to doing this again with you. Well, thank you, Monica. And I want to thanks to all our listeners and supporters. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Bill, and our guest, Monica. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red. We're America, your country, and America wants you. America wants you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 